Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shures, Pastor and Certified Kingdom Advisor. I appreciate the fact you're listening to this podcast. Hopefully to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614. You can also find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can sign up for a free newsletter. You can sign up for a free consultation. Uh, you can also follow us and like us on Kingdom Plan Advisory on Facebook. Uh, we've got a pretty big load of followers um, that, that interact with us there. And uh, we'd appreciate if you would uh, like and follow us as well on that page. So <clears throat> I want to get to a, a very core topic today uh, in regards to financial stewardship. When I say core topic, it's basically a very simple concept that prevents a lot of major financial issues. And now, I know that there have been thousands and thousands of books written about personal finance. But I'm going to give you a tip here that's really, really easy to follow. And it, it prevents problems in the future. Here it is. You ready? Are you sitting down for this revolutionary uh, uh, tip, the secret to financial success? Here it is. Spend less than you earn. Now, some of you may roll your eyes. Some of you may got a chuckle out of that. But right there is the key to financial success. Spend less than you earn. Now, a, a typical question that I've got is people say, how can you spend more than you earn? Now think about that question. How can you actually spend more than you earn? Credit. That's how you spend more than you earn. If you make $750 a week, okay, and at the end of the week, before your next paycheck, you have spent everything that you made the previous week, so you use your credit card that you've got in your wallet or your purse to buy your groceries on a Thursday because you don't get paid until Friday, that's how you spend more than you earn. Okay? What about not paying cash for a car, borrowing money on a car? You're spending more than you earn. It's not hard to do. If people actually filled out a balance sheet, okay, very few people in the United States today are in the black. What I mean is they owe more than they are worth. Their balance sheet is upside down. Once again, how can you be worth less than what you owe? Well, if you bought a $250,000 house and you got $30,000 in your 401k and $20,000 in your checking or savings or whatever, you've got $50,000 of, of assets and $250,000 of debt. Now, there's other things ruled into that, but that is why most people are upside down on their balance sheets. Making sense yet? So first, spend less than you earn. Spend less than you earn. Now, here's the core topic. 
how do we spend less than we earn? Okay? Those people that have been successful in following that very basic tip all have one thing in common. Every one of them. They have a budget. Now, how many of you listening have a budget? I don't know any person under the age of maybe 40 that has a budget. I don't think I've met one. Growing up, and to this day, my mother has a, a annual book that has all of her bills in it, including her tithing, her tithes and offerings. She knows to the penny what is going out and what is coming in. And that generation, that, that 70 to 80 year old generation, that is very typical. I've got one client that has every canceled check they've had since they have been married. They've been married for 54 years. Every canceled check for over 50 years. Now, I make fun of her and I say, you really have no need for that. She said, well, you know, too late to stop. <laughs> so, well, you know, that, that's fine. But, um, and th those people never seem to have money problems when they have a budget. You understand what I'm saying? They never seem to have money issues because they have a budget. The problem that we, we have today, and here is something very typical. Have you ever gotten in line at the ATM and you see people put like three or four cards in the ATM? What they're doing is they're checking their balances to see if they've got any money, right? To see if they've got any money. And then they find an account that actually has money in it and they pull it out. That person doesn't have a budget. It seems like it ha happens frequently. Now, I don't carry cash like I used to. Used to, I was, uh, you know, cash is king. Um, <clears throat> but I don't go to the ATM as much as I used to. But when I did, I, I mean, I was just getting flabbergasted. Like, seriously, you don't even know what's what you have. My own children, I said, uh, you know, every day. So every day, that I have a routine. And my first... The, actual, the first thing that I do in the morning is I balance my checkbook every day. I log into my, my personal accounts. I log into my business accounts. And I reconcile everything going in and out. Every day. When I mention that to my kids, they're like, what are you talking about checkbook ledger? I have no idea. They don't... They simply go online, look at what they've got, and then think, well, that's how much I got to spend. It, it, it is literally the, one of the worst uh, uh, types of, of action or inaction to good financial stewardship. I have talked to them until I was blue in the face. Listen, you've got to keep a checkbook ledger. Well, why? You know, I just pull up my bank account, and if i got money in there, I know that I can spend it. No, 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 no. So let's talk about this budget. Budgets operate very easily. Okay? You've got priorities. Priorities that must be paid. And things that, that are not priorities, like going out to eat. Okay? So I've there, there are many solutions. You can actually Google this and find the best solution that works for you. Some people use an envelope method. Okay? 
an envelope method. For the envelope method to work, you need to know when the bill is due. So let's say a, a, a typical household has a house payment, maybe a car payment, insurance payments, and then utilities. Okay, utilities. Set up envelopes for those. When you get paid, all right, when you get paid, you, you put the check in that envelope. Okay? Now, here's the thing. If you get paid, many people get paid twice a month. So you're like, oh, that's very difficult to run a budget when you're getting paid twice a month. No, it's not difficult. You'll be fine. <laughs> but you've got to set up some kind of system. Like I said, some people use the envelope method. If you look, if you Google envelope method, you'll see what I'm talking about. I think maybe Ramsey talks about an envelope method. Um, or you could just have a, a ledger. But you have to know when the bill is due, how much it is, and when it needs to be paid. Okay? Now, that's prioritizing. Prioritizing means you there's things that you have to pay. House payment, car payments, insurance payments, utilities. Okay? And then an envelope over here's the here's the big one. People don't know how much they spend on groceries because they don't have a budget for it. They just spend whatever's in their account. Right? Now think about your own personal, do you have a budget for your groceries? Successful people do. Now I'm, I'm not labeling, but I, what I'm saying is, when I'm not talking about the ultra rich that, have, that are successfully uh, successful financially. I'm saying people who don't struggle with money issues. Successful people know how much they can spend on groceries. They may have a budget of $150 a week and they will not go over that. Many people just go through Walmart or Publix or wherever and just start loading up the cart and have no idea what they're spending. People, it, I'm I'm actually guilty of that um, many times. I, you know, I just buy what we need. I don't have, have a budget for that. I'm really, really good about my priorities. But when it comes to uh, reconciling my spending, now my wife loses her mind over my grocery shopping. She's just like, you're just buying stuff. You know, sometimes we got three or four of them at the house and we don't even need it. I'm like, well, I, I forgot. You know, she said, you didn't look. I mean, she, she's pretty, pretty in tune with, she's like, just let me do the grocery shopping. I'm like, well, I like going to the grocery store. <laughs> she said, obviously, because we got four or five of everything that we don't need. So I'm, when I say, you know, the, the coffee, Paper towels. I, mean, I like to bulk up. You never know when a, a zombie disaster is going to happen or a zombie apocalypse. You've got to have extra toilet paper, right? So anyways, but prioritization. Those non-priority things is what eats away at your success. Okay? Now, what I what I realize is very few people have a, a budget for saving money. People just don't do it anymore. They don't save money. Now here's here's the from a from a believer standpoint, from a faith based standpoint, those people that I have witnessed as being successful financial stewards have planned giving, which means that whatever they have coming in that month, the first thing they do is tithe on that income. It's the first thing they do. And they tithe on any bonuses that come in. I wonder how many people tithed on the $1,400 stimulus check that they got. 
I had an appointment uh, uh, just recently where the woman inherited money and she tithed on the inheritance. Yes. And that was a, a five-figure number that she tithed. I'm sure the church was happy. But let me tell you something. She has never, as long as in, in 20 some odd years, has never had financial issues. Even though she lives on a fixed income. You know why? Because she is obedient. She ties on what she's supposed to tithe on. She saves. She she you know she doesn't just because she's got money in her account doesn't mean it's available to spend. See that's that's the real disparity in in modern day culture. If you got money in your account, you think you got to spend it. There is no doubt in my mind about seventy five percent. Of all the stimulus checks that, that people received, I bet mo- at least, and I'm being conservative, at least 75% has been spent within the first five days. It's been about a week. There is no doubt in my mind it's gone. This meeting I had with the person that inherited money, I said, you realize you probably got a, uh, you got a $1,400 stimulus check deposited in your account? She said, no. <laughs> she said, I'll just give it away. They don't need it. So I'll give it to somebody in need at the church. Yeah, see, that's that's the difference. That that right there is the epitome of a successful financial steward. Doesn't need it because they've been a good steward. Doesn't need it because they are a good giver. Ha, doesn't doesn't sit around and figure out how they're going to spend the stimulus money that they didn't have the week before and didn't earn. You, you see what I'm saying? It, it's 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 like night and day. But I, it is not by accident. I've been a financial planner for 25 years. It'll be 25 years in September. 25 years. And it, it, it's by personal observation that I can see people who have done well and people that don't do well. The people that have done well have a budget. And they tithe. The people that are struggling are the people that do not have a budget and don't tithe. They throw maybe a little money in the offering plate you know, that had no problem spending $150 at the Outback Steakhouse on Saturday night, but got $4.29 in their pocket for church offering the next day. People, that's upside down. It is upside down. Now, you can learn from what I just told you, or you can continue on the path that is that leads to emotional drainage. People, listen, I've been there and done that. I've made my mistakes when it comes to finances. But I don't lay, lay awake in bed at night anymore worrying about money. But I used to. Didn't know how the next bill was going to get paid. Maybe I got behind on a car payment. You know? How am I going to pay for college? How am I, it, That doesn't happen anymore. And the key, I'm telling you, the key is being a responsible and obedient giver. It's, it's, it's key. It's not, it's not an accident that, that that is the key to breaking the bondage of money over you. And the second thing is, pay your bills before they're due. Right? Some people pay it just whenever they got the money coming in. Well, I ain't got the money this week. I'll pay it next week. People, you need to set up a budget. 
And so you gotta hold, you gotta hold your your feet to the fire on that budget. You have to be disciplined. If you're not disciplined, you're gonna struggle. You may be struggling right now. If that fourteen hundred dollars stimulus check that come in is the most money you've had in your checking account in a long time, it may be time to say I've got a spending problem. I've got a spending problem. All right. Listen, I am not a, a budget person, which means I don't, I don't coach people on budgets. There's plenty of other people out there that do that. I don't. But it, it is a big enough topic that I, I, I need to at least share it with you. You know, if you, if you come into my office and say, I need you to set up my budget, I, 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 no, I'm not doing that. You could set up your own budget. It's pretty easy. Priority bills... And then the stuff that's not priority. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. I can give you some advice on, on you know, the investing aspect of it. Uh, making sure that you have your, your financial plan built. The pyramid is built correctly. But budget, you could Google that and you just have to do it. It's kind of like a diet. Right? Diet only works if you stay on the diet. But you know what? The most successful diets... Or because they have, they are life changed. Okay, you, they are. You have completely changed the variable in your life that caused you to be overweight or unhealthy. You didn't go on it. The people that go on these short term diets, it, it, it doesn't work. They gain the weight back and probably more. The people that have lost weight and kept it off had a lifestyle change. A budget is exactly the same way. It is a lifestyle change. You know, just because you have money in your account doesn't mean it needs to be spent. Okay, it doesn't need. It doesn't mean it needs to be spent. So I hope that that you know. Sometimes if if I actually sit and listen to myself, I'm like, Jay, you're being awful critical. You know, maybe you need more criticism. <laughs> I did. I wish someone would have would have jacked me up. You know, got me by the back of the neck and said, Jay, you have too many bills. You've got too much revolving debt. Okay? And I did. I did. But, you know, God has a habit of putting you on your knees to get your attention. And he did that to me in 2008. I mean, I struggled. Uh, because I was not very humble. I was had been very successful as a financial planner. And then I changed from a worldview financial planning practice to a faith-based financial planning practice, and the wheels fell off the bus because the devil didn't want me doing that. And nothing, nothing that's worth accomplishing is ever really easy. But but I've recovered from that. And, and I'm obedient to God and service to God and utilizing the talents that God has given me to teach other people about good financial stewardship. At the same time, I still have to hold my, myself to the fire. Saying, Jay, you know, you got things that you that that you have to have, and things that you don't have to have. And and my problem is <laughs> grocery shopping. I, I I buy too much at the grocery store. Stuff we don't need. Okay, um, and thank goodness my wife is is smart enough to to realize that that her husband has a spending problem at the grocery store. But other than that, uh, people. Yeah, I'm being a little funny, but at the same time, I'm being serious. You've got, you've got 
to understand. It is a lifestyle change that needs to be made. And you could do it. People, I did it. You could do it. Sometimes it takes a little sacrifice. Maybe you don't go get to go out to eat eight times a month. Okay? But set up a budget that allows you to take your spouse or your family out to eat maybe once or twice a month if, if it allows. But the other things have to be checked off first. The priority envelopes must be paid first. Okay? So if you've got questions, I'll be happy to, to give you my, my opinion. Uh, like I said, I'm not a budget counselor. I suggest you do what many other people have done. I think Dave Ramsey um, has, has some information uh, about budgets. I mean, there's, there's you know, stuff that, that books a million. But it's free. Online, Google, budget, budget plans. And find one that works for you and stick to it. Does it work if you don't stick to it? Okay. Need any information from me in regards to building that that faith-oriented, biblically-centered financial plan? I'd be happy to help you with that. 888-226-7614. 888-226-7614. God bless you. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.